Those are sitting so far I can't see. It's good to see everyone again. I'm glad to be back. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. <coughs> uh, today is Eve of Thursday, the Holy Basta. Right? I don't know what you have spoken of before, but as we are slowly going through uh, the events of the last week uh, of our Savior before his crucifixion, uh, tomorrow is one of the highlights of the week. So many different things that are going on. Anyone know what happens tomorrow? Yes. Hmm? The Last Supper? Yes, what else? Washing of the feet. Yeah. Liturgy of the water, very good, right? Um, <clears throat> and preparation for, for Great Friday, very good. So it's one of the highlights of the week. Um, and I have a question. Well, what do you think is one of the most important messages that we have of the week? It, there's not one answer. Yes. Yeah, don't betray the Lord. Okay. <laughs> That's, but if you think about it, like it's, it's a very good point because a lot of the people who were saying Hosanna on Sunday were the same ones that were saying what? Crucify him. So not just Judas, we remember him betraying, but all of us have an element of that when we sin and when we um, fall short of the glory of God. What else? Hope in the resurrection. Hope in the resurrection, very good. Um, <coughs> Uh, there's a lot to say but maybe we can talk more in the Holy 50 about the concept of hope um, and you see it especially more when the tune changes on Friday um, mixing the sorrowful tune and the joyful tune anything else? yes as the Lord offered himself on the sacrifice we um, strive to do the same for his sake and also for, for our sake okay um so one other important message is related to one of the greatest commandments. Yes. So that's what we'll talk about today. Um, and before, we'll start with a quote from St. John Chrysostom. He says, Miracles do not attract unbelievers as much as the way you live your life. So, am I in the way? No, you're good. I'm sure? Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, says, and nothing brings about a proper life as much as love. <clears throat> so, a lot of times, well, maybe our goal in life is not necessarily to attract unbelievers, but sometimes we try, like I sit with a lot of people before baptism, um, adults who are preparing to convert. And a lot of the times, um, I'm curious to know what brought them in. And most of the time, it's not a discussion that they have with a Christian or a debate or even reading something online. It's more of having someone in their life that reflects the light of Christ and they want it for themselves. <clears throat> so someone living a true Christian life, especially the life of love, increases their desire in them to know Him. <clears throat> okay. So I'll try to be brief today, but... <clears throat> Um, we'll talk when we talk about love. We'll talk about three levels. Okay, the first one, God's love for us. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Right, John three sixteen. And then our response to God, 
that we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, our soul, our strength and mind. Um, and then the second commandment, which is like it, that we should love our neighbor as ourselves. Right? So if you, if you think of this, God gives us the perfect model and he encourages us by living the example of love. Right? I know this seems a little theoretical, but we'll try to get into a practical level in a minute. Um, <clears throat> but then we love him because what he first loved us. So we can't learn to truly love unless we experience his love for us on a personal level as well as a collective level. <clears throat> and then we could love our neighbor. Uh, so in a sense, the direction is first it goes, like when you're doing the sign of the cross, down <laughs> from God to us, and then we respond back up to him, and then finally we love our brethren um, <clears throat> uh, who are equal uh, to us. So when we look at the cross, this is what we think about. At least one thing. Uh, as the Lord says, he, as he will say tomorrow night in John 13, he says, as I have loved you, you also love one another. But when we talk about love, what exactly does it entail? Um, <clears throat> and many of you heard of probably, I probably gave a, a talk about this a, a long time ago, um, if you were alive, <laughs> um, the, the five uh, love languages, I'm not going to go into it too much, but I'm going to take the concept and apply it to Christ, and apply it to Christ's love for us. So when, when a, a lot of times you hear about this concept, it's about the third one, right? Uh, loving our, our um, uh, spouse, or loving our parents, or loving um, our, th those who hate us. That's the third level. But I wanted to apply this more in terms of how God loves us in these ways and initiates our love to Him, okay? So the five b basic different ways of communicating this love to God and to one another is by our words, by our time, by our gifts, or the things that we offer, and our, the things that we do, and then um, the, the physical uh, touch. Um, so how does God do this to us? Okay, these are just some points, and when I say He does this to us, I don't mean in terms of the entire world, I want you to try to think about it more on a personal level. Have you experienced this personally with him? You don't have to answer, but um, because if not, then maybe that's why you might be having trouble expressing that same love to God or to others. Because all of us, when we come to repent, we have to um, not just make a list of our sins, but most of the time, it's related to what's lacking in our expression of love to God and to others. Okay? Um, <clears throat> so, and, and we'll get, get into it a little bit more. So the first one is, well, how does God express love to us by words? It's an easy question, right? It's not a trick question. <laughs> huh? The Bible, like the Bible, is basically God's love letter to us. Um, some people see it as like just um, something we have to do. Um, but if you look at it in this way, and when you read it, at times, hopefully more times than not, you feel, oh, God is writing this. He's telling me um, words of comfort. Um, and even if you look at the the, the discussion or the interaction between God the Father and God the Son 
like when the Lord was baptized or when he was on the Mount of Transfiguration, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He's saying good words to God the Son, right? Um, <clears throat> and then he says what? Hear him. So he tells us, listen to him. Why? So you can also feel that he is the beloved Son of God, right? So when we listen to the Word of God, when we read it, we should be feeling every now and then, God is telling you, I love you so much. <clears throat> if that's not the message you're hearing, maybe there's something wrong with your Wi-Fi. <laughs> maybe you're not getting the right connection. <laughs> um, so it's cutting in and out. It's like, okay, get closer. <laughs> yeah, and then you could say, okay, maybe you're too far away. Um, or maybe that you have to reset <laughs> your uh, phone or your laptop. Um, <clears throat> thank God it worked today. <laughs> um, I have this problem a lot in the other church, like it just stops working. <laughs> it's like, okay, I have to turn off the computer, turn it on again. Um, right? <clears throat> so that's what's turning off and turning on. That's the repentance. That's the confession. That's the reset. Okay? So how do you know God loves you? Read the Bible. <laughs> that's, the, that's one of the ways, okay? Um, <clears throat> so this is, again, the descent of the, the love for us. Um, and some, there's many, many um, verses in the Bible that, that when we read it, we, we really feel it. Like, for example, in Isaiah 41, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will hold you by my righteous right hand. And a lot of the Psalms are that, uh, reflect that as well. So in turn, how do we respond to God in this way? Telling God, I love you. By prayer, right? Prayer equals, I love you, God. <laughs> I know this is simple, but, um, and if we don't want to pray, or we don't pray that much, or we get bored, or um, uh, we don't feel any connection, then that might be a reflection that there's something wrong with, with my love with, to God, towards God. Um, not that I just have to pray more, but sometimes praying more helps me um, express my love more to Him. Okay? Um, so, on the... Um, this is the longest one of the five, so don't worry, I'm not going to go too long. Um, but, so the third aspect is, so when I come to express my love to others, especially in my family, um, then I use good words. Usually we do the opposite. <laughs> Say, I don't know why they don't like me. or why. We're always upset with each other. Well, change your words and then see what happens. Even if they're not. Like, who, who initiated the love first? God or us? God. Even though we were still sinners, He died for us. He said, okay, I don't care what you're going to do. I'm going to do what's positive. Okay? I don't, I, even though my brother or sister is cussing me out, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay? I'm going to tell them I love them in a way or another. But you don't do it like, um, you know, sometimes siblings will do this like, or even uh, uh, spouses say, God forgive you. Like, that's more like a cu curse. <laughs> like, God strike you down right now. <laughs> no, you have to say it from the heart. Okay? Um, and that's what St. Paul says to the Thessalonians and the Ephesians when he says, comfort each other and edify. What does the word edify mean? To build up. Okay? Like you're constructing a tower of love. Okay? So you build 
one another up. So the more good words you say towards the other with, uh, from the heart, you're building up maybe their self-confidence, you're building up their love for you or maybe for God, and you're also building up your love towards them and for God. So it's building everyone up. Okay? Um, and that's why, again, he says to the Ephesians, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. We're saying this building up is necessary that it might impart grace to the hearers. Okay? <coughs> yes? Oh, this icon um, is an icon of St. Philip the Evangelist baptizing the Ethiopian eunuch in the book of Acts. I couldn't find any other icon uh, of it um, that was Coptic. I think it's Greek or something. But basically, you know the story. He was along the road. He was reading the Bible. He was reading the book of Isaiah. He's like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> right? Um, and St. Philip uh, comes to him. He's like, do you understand? He's like, no, I don't understand unless someone helps me. Right? So he, he sits with him and he explains Isaiah, which is basically relating to uh, the, the cross. He says, now I understand. He's like, I want to be baptized now. He's like, do we have any water here? So they went to the water and he baptized him. So the idea is he built him up by, not just by his own words, but, the, but by the words of scripture. Okay. Um, thank you. I kind of put the icon, but I didn't put any example for it. So thank you. <coughs> um, just some other comments here. Um, uh, the proverb says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So you could kill someone with your words, but, and you could raise someone from the dead with your words. Right? Um, so be careful. Like, you know, there's a lot of stories of people who like, get severe depression because their friends or mm -hmm. other quote-unquote people are saying bad things. Um, to them or about them um, and also we ha though have to develop a thick skin when it comes from outside because a lot of people are going to say bad things about us but we know when we read scripture we know who we are from scripture and we know how much God loves us from scripture and we believe all the good things um, that God says about us and that our parents hopefully are encouraging us about and so we don't believe the lies that the other people are saying for one reason or another uh, do you know the story about St. Macarius and the pagan priest? I've said it before, but that was probably many years ago. But um, I'll, I'll tell you really quickly. Um, <clears throat> one day St. Macarius was walking with his disciple, and he asked his disciple to walk on ahead of him. Um, sometimes that was like a, a test or just the way they, they would do. So the disciple met a pagan priest running. He was carrying a lot of firewood. He was working really hard. And he said, where are you running off to, demon? He called. He cursed. <laughs> So, guess what the pagan priest did? <laughs> Not a good priest, he was, he was worshipping idols. So he beat him up, um, almost killed him. <clears throat> and then St. Macarius, um, so, so he continued on his way and he met St. Macarius. So St. Macarius followed and said, well, hello there, you look like you're working very hard today. <laughs> <laughs> and he said good words, even though he, he worshipped idols, like he's not, he didn't believe in God. So he said, um, your greeting made me think um, that you have a good God uh, on your side. So he grabbed his feet and he asked him, make me your disciple. Like, see the difference between the one who's like, oh, they don't believe in God, forget them, curse them, right? Versus, well, my job is to build one another up, even if they're not Christian, maybe, maybe by doing that, they will say, Wait a second, why are you doing this to me? Um, <clears throat> so one word, evil word, causes 
good words to be bad, just as one good word causes evil words to become pleasing. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Um, also, the book of Sirach says, My child, do not spoil your gifts by harsh words. A word is better than a gift. We'll talk about the gifts in a second. But here he's saying, um, doesn't the word surpass a good gift? Both are to be found in a good or a gracious purpose. So we'll talk about... Um, so generally, if you're thinking of, should I give the gift and then curse them in my mind? <laughs> or should I say good words um, to them? The good words are much better. Um, <clears throat> who knows what the person might say, oh, what are you giving me? Maybe there's poison in it. I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just a joke. Okay. Second time is to spend, the second thing is to spend time. The, the Lord spent years with his disciples. Right? Um, and um, through those years, they heard his words, they saw the miracles and healings that he did, and um, he revealed more and more to them. So it wasn't just a matter of saying the Sermon on the Mount, healing people and the multitudes, feeding the multitudes, and that's it. But those 12, he had to take um, to him for years because he was imparting to them something very special and powerful that you can't just read in a book. And that's why you have Father Confession. That's why you have spiritual guides. That's why you have, um, hopefully, uh, your parents or el older brothers and sisters who should be um, helping you um, to be more like Christ. Um, <clears throat> so, and the more t we spend time with God every day, the more that light shines on us. Um, so we need time to spend with Him every day. Time to serve, time to repent, time uh, to do good things, um, and so on and so forth. <clears throat> um, and if there's someone that you feel, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes um, if you have like some, a close friend Right, who's really close to you, but then summer comes and then you don't see them at all, right, for months. How do you, maybe in the beginning you miss them a lot, and then towards the end you're like, oh, I don't feel close to them anymore. Part of the reason because you're not spending time with them. Okay, so the, if you're not doing this like with your parents or with your siblings or with your close, wh whoever you're trying to get close to, not girlfriend, boyfriend, because you're a little too young for that. But when it comes time to marry, <laughs> you have, you're going you're gonna to say, okay, I have to spend time with this to know them um, and to see is there, is there connection or not. Okay, but that's for another time. Okay, um, so that's how we respond. Okay, um, the third one is gifts. What are the gifts that God gives to us? There's too many. Um, like like the first thing that he gave after the resurrection, the first thing that he said, peace. He said, peace um, uh, to you. And then later he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Um, so the way God gives to us is different than the world. The world doesn't give, it takes, right? Um, <clears throat> and St. James says, if anyone of you lacks, ask God who gives liberally. God, God is a generous giver. Um, and ultimately the thing that he gave the most was himself uh, on, the, on the, uh, the wood of the cross but if you rewind all the way to nativity the three 
magi offered gifts to him. Um, what do you notice about the gifts that they gave him? As we always teach, like the gifts are in reflection to what? To who he is, right? So usually, if you know someone, so like let's say you know someone loves food, so you'll you're, you'll give them like a gift certificate for food, or you'll make food for them, right? Um, or if you know they like this, then you do that for them, right? So it's a sign that I know them, and I'm going to give them something that shows that shows the world who they are, right? So when we said gold, frankincense, and myrrh, it's gold because it's king, frankincense because he's the high priest, myrrh because he is the sacrifice, right? So, um, so when we do this for God, we say, okay, God, you are so and so, right? And this is what we offer uh, to Him, okay? Um, we'll we'll kind of leave it at that because it's we don't want to go too off, okay? The fourth one is the deeds, right? Um, we see this tomorrow morning when the Lord washes the feet of the disciples. Um, he says, no, you have to be the servant, right? He, um, and then he says, if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another. So he says, I did this to you, you have to do this to one. Same thing with the, the love. Um, and how do we serve in love? This is a long uh, explanation. But simply, if you care about someone, you're going to do things for them, Right? So um, I know one, um, a, a couple of youth, they, they, when they were on their summer break, they used to um, uh, stay at home all day, right? <laughs> and so when in, in reflection to show how much they love their parents, they would clean up the house or they would like make a special meal for their parents before they got home, right? That's, that's, that's how we say, okay, I love you. I'm not just going to say I love you. I love you. Just the words, but that's like that. Saint James says, "Let us not love in word and uh, and tongue, but indeed in truth." Um, so it's not just saying kind words, because then, like, well, if you love me, stay with me. Or if you love me, give me something. Or if you love me, um, do something for me, right? <clears throat> of course, if you meet someone, like let's say. Um, you're you're trying to make a friend and they're and they're giving okay if you want to be my friend you have to do one two three four it's like that's not the friend you want <laughs> right <laughs> um but if you notice that there is someone who is who is always taking and not giving well then they need to learn uh about what the true love is we'll talk about how to to teach them but we just pray for them <laughs> or we lead by example okay without being taken advantage of um okay uh, the last one, let's skip to this part. So the last one, uh, it's, so I'm just going to apply this for how the Lord touches us. Like the Lord doesn't appear to us and hug us. I wish it would be very nice if we had that every day. Um, but like he did this with the little children in the gospel. They brought the little children to him. He might touch them. And he said, let the little children come to me. And he took them in his arms and put his hands on them. And then he blessed them. So the touch was the vehicle of blessing. That's why we go into church. That's why 
we touch the icons. That's why we um, do what? That's why we take communion. That's why we have the oil anointed on. So the, the, the touching in, in the, the church is the way through the sacraments that we have this unity uh, with God. We feel it on a spiritual level, but there's still a physical aspect. So for the blind man, he had to touch him. He made clay, clay and he anointed his eyes. For the daughter of Jairus, he touched her. Right? Um, the woman with the flow of blood said the same thing. Um, <clears throat> so this touch shows that the Lord took flesh. So the Lord just didn't save us from heaven, but he came to earth to have this um, uh, personal interaction and this personal touch. Um, <clears throat> we'll leave it uh, at that. But just an example, like, you know, for example, in psychology, um, I believe it was somewhere in Russia, like 30 or 40 years ago, they had um, a nursery for, for babies, right? So the, the mothers gave birth and they put the babies in, um, in like a nursery, without, not, not with their parents. And they didn't touch them. Like unless they needed something, the nurses would just touch them. So they noticed the kids had sicknesses, they had psychological issues. Why? Because no one was, was hugging them, no one was um, cradling them. They just put them in the, in, in the um, nursery. Um, all, all day, every day. So that shows that we, we need to be touched, right? Um, at least with our parents, with our siblings, um, and so on and so forth. Um, so anyway, um, in conclusion, we have these five ways that the Lord expresses His love to us. If I don't hear His word and feel that He's speaking to me, I might not feel that He loves me. If I don't spend time with Him because he wants to spend time with me, then I might not feel that he loves me that much. If I don't look at the cross and contemplate on the cross and see the salvation that he has given to me and all the gifts, the gifts of peace, the gift of love, the gift of joy, the gift of freedom from sin, um, the gift of salvation, the gift of heaven, the gift of life, um, the gift of uh, health and healing, if I don't realize these things then I say okay God doesn't give me anything forget God and sometimes this is what happens when people like you know uh, their friend will get sick or a relative will pass away so they get really mad at God well you don't give me anything you just take away it's like okay well you haven't realized all the things that he's given you up till now um, yes during these difficult times sometimes it's hard um, but the people who have a relationship with God, when they get through those difficulties, God um, gives them the comfort and the ability to um, navigate those difficult times. <clears throat> but if there's no relationship before, then yeah, of course, they're going to see God as mean and He doesn't love me and He doesn't care like, because you haven't experienced any of these things. Um, how does God serve me? Well, He... He's done everything uh, for me. Um, <clears throat> so you get the point. Um, and sometimes we don't feel until we start initiating, whether to God or to others. Like in the gospel yesterday, uh, last night, Matthew 25, the Lord said, what? Um, I was hungry and you fed me. 
I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me, right? He said, when did you do all these things? And we did it to his children, right? So sometimes we have to go and serve and go and help and go express love to, to not the touch, but <laughs> to anyone else. Um, and then we will start feeling something. Um, it, it doesn't always happen where we receive, 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 and then we choose to give. Ideally, that's the way. Like, if we feel it from God, yes. But sometimes we just have to start. And if we start, then God sees, okay, he's trying, or she's trying uh, to come close to me. Um, and then we'll start feeling more towards God and towards uh, one another. So, um, ultimately, through the cross, we see all of these. We see the fact how he loved his own uh, to the end, as it says in John 13, uh, which, again, we'll read tomorrow night. Um, so love stems ultimately from the cross, and the more we contemplate on the cross, the more we see all of these and the heart of the Lord. Um, <clears throat> as, uh, and so I'll leave you with just an, uh, one last quote from uh, St. Augustine. He contemplates on this verse, he loved his own to the end. So the idea is, does that mean he loves us until he died and then he doesn't love us anymore? <laughs> of course, it doesn't make any sense, right? Um, so, uh, so he says, this means, the end means here is to Christ. He says, he is the end that consummates, not that consumes. He doesn't just take, he, he unites. He is the end that we are aiming for, not our end when we perish. It exactly in this way that we are to understand the passage Christ, our Passover or a Pascha, is sacrificed. He is our end. So when we pass over, we pass over to Him. Um, <clears throat> and that's not just when we die. It should, be, it should be now. Like we're experiencing the Pascha now because we, we are dying to sin. We are dying um, to ourselves and entering into life with Him. Um, and this should happen as often as possible, yearly, even daily, like St. Paul says. Um, <clears throat> he says, Christ loved his own even to the death. We were loved by him who loves us always and endlessly. Um, he so loved them as to die for them. So when he says he loved them to the end, meaning he loved them to the point of dying for them. Um, <clears throat> as he says, greater love than none has this than he who lays his life for his friends. Um, so, hopefully... Through all of this, this is a limited explanation, but hopefully all of this, the more we see, and I think this has culminated on Friday, when you see a lot of people like crying, say, um, or, or emotional about the, the events of Friday, most, of, most likely, and hopefully this is the case, that we're not mourning over, oh, God got so hurt, right? <coughs> like, it's not, oh, poor, poor Jesus. Like, that's not what we're... Th thinking about on Friday, right? <laughs> it's, it's more of what? Hmm? Yeah, I mean, or, uh, so it's like, oh yeah, I have a lot of sin. Yeah, but probably more than that, like usually what's bring someone's more, hopefully um, it, it continues, okay, yeah, I have a lot of sins, and then what? Out of his love, he did this for me so that I could be erased. So it's more of like a joyful weeping or joyful mourning that um, despite everything that I have done, he still responds with love. Um, 
Like I was um, speaking to someone a couple of weeks ago, and it was very hard for me to understand. But um, she's an adult now, but she was saying, when I was younger, I don't even remember a time where my, um, anyone in our family yelled at each other or argued with each other. Like, I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, like, no, no, like, if you see the family, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's like, because all they did was love one another. Um, and that's like, like, this is like, they're living heaven on earth. Um, <clears throat> I wish we can get uh, to that level. Um, so the idea is when we love to the end, like our divisions go away, um, or we become transformed, and our family becomes transformed, and our life becomes transformed, and like we're living heaven on earth. Um, this again, I, my family is not like this. I wish <laughs> we're at that level, but this is what we're striving for. That we're striving to to love even to the point of sacrificing for others. Um, that doesn't mean people take advantage of you, but even if they do, um, you, uh, you set your own boundaries however much you can. But the idea of the more you say, okay, I don't care what they're doing, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to give, or say kind words, or uh, give gifts, or spend more time with them. Or sometimes you say, oh, I don't like that person, I'm not going to spend any time with them. Like, okay, yeah, you're going to get more d divided. Um, maybe sometimes it's for your good if you say, well, I'm weak and I need to grow in this, but I'm not s separating myself from them, at, like, to curse them. I'm doing it because I need to work on myself. Um, so, so the more we have these goals in mind, and maybe we just try to say, okay, I have an issue, let's say, with my parents or my sibling. Maybe I just let me let me just focus on this one um, language, um, and the last point I'll leave you with is: we need to know who the receiver is, um, and and what they what language they prefer to speak. Um, with God, He'll take anything. He 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 speaks all languages, <laughs> right? Um, but let's say. Um, like my parents they're not materialistic they don't like gifts they just want me to spend more time with them or let's say they just want me to say something to them like i know a lot of you yeah, yeah, yeah okay okay bye i need to go like they cut they cut every conversation short are you done yet <laughs> i was like no okay they, they just want to spend time with it, or they want have a conversation um so the more we realize our, our, our weaknesses in these and even strive to correct one area, God will grant us blessings and we will even feel more connected to God. May God give us grace and, and, and blessing as we experience his sufferings and his transformating, transformating, transforming resurrection. Glory be to him now from the age of We'll conclude.